0: as I talk this morning. It's the story of Nicodemus meeting with Jesus. And quite honestly, I think after you've seen the video and heard Christy teach the kids, you, you know the story. I'm not sure um, how much justice I can do to it, but I really get a lot of those videos, and I hope you did too. Um, but what, what they said, this is very similar to what the kids get every week on Sunday mornings back in the, air, back in the blast area. And that the videos are really good. They share the gospel on a weekly basis, even in the Old Testament, pointing towards Jesus. And um, then the teachers take the time to explain a little bit with the kids, you know, what the video means. And ask them some questions and get some answers from them. And that's kind of what I'm going to do today with us. And I guess I was thinking about if I could come up with a clever title, my English teacher from high school would have been so impressed but I called it to believe or not to believe. That is the question. I, th- I think that's Shakespeare. I could be wrong. So anyway, let's, let's go into it. Let's talk about Nicodemus a little bit. As Christie said, uh, Nicodemus was a Pharisee, part of the Sanhedrin. So he was a powerful person in the community and in the temple. He probably believed, like the others, that Any any way, anything, any path to God basically was about obeying the law and making sacrifices to stay in God's good favor. I'm thinking he was most likely a pretty good guy. Um, He was doing his best to please God and doing his best to lead the people and teach them how to follow God. And I don't think, in general, most people could even fault him for that because that was the Jewish tradition. That's everything they believed that came from the scriptures is... Um, you know, you had to, you had to follow and, and try to please God. Now, I think this setup for Nicodemus is very important. For some reason, having known all this, for whatever reason, he felt he needed to go talk to Jesus about something. Uh, it's interesting, the author John points out that he did it at nighttime, and commentaries uh, give different opinions or reasons why they think this might be the case, but some think he was going to ask Jesus something, ask him a question or confront him about something, yet he did it at nighttime in private. And so, you know, there's, a, there's something there that either he was um, scared to be seen in public, like it would hurt his reputation, or who knows, as, as a member of the Pharisees, he may even be in some sort of danger if he was seen publicly going and asking Jesus questions or talking to him like that. I'm thinking for whatever reason, he must have been somewhat sincere, because let's go to verse 2, and you'll see it on the big screen. He comes to Jesus, and he says, he came to him by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So he said, hey, you're a rabbi. We know you come from God. We've seen you do some great things. There's something about you. And so then I'm making the assumption then he's going to ask him a question or he's going to say something to him. Before he, but before he could even do that, let's go straight to verse 3 where it says, Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, how can this... Nicodemus, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So note here that Nicodemus went and said, hey, you're a great guy, you're from God, you're a rabbi, you're a teacher. But he never actually finished what his question was or ever even made a statement, and Jesus said, being the all-knowing, all-powerful God immediately started just to address Nicodemus. Hey, let's get to the point, man. So then I asked, well, what was he going to say? Was he going saying, hey, um, Jesus, how, how, how do we know that what we're doing is a Pharisee, that what we're teaching is right? How do, how do we know if we're in good standing with God? Or, you know, I'm asking this in private, but are we on the right path here? Are all these sacrifices we're making really good enough? But I do know that whatever Jesus, when Jesus talked to him, Nicodemus didn't say, hey, whoa, whoa you're going off in a path, I wouldn't, I, I'm, I'm not there. For whatever reason, when Jesus said something to him, it caught his attention, and Nicodemus was engaged. Remember, Jesus replied back to him, basically, I don't know what your question is, or I'm not addressing that. Nicodemus, you need to be born again. And we see right away that Nicodemus was taken by surprise. And then I say, well, why? What, what, what caught him by surprise? So I've tried to come up with a, a couple of reasons. Well, first of all, the terminology itself, he said, be born again. Nicodemus is going, what, do you, what, what, what does that mean? How can I go back in my mother's womb? Or maybe Nicodemus could have been shocked and surprised going, how did Jesus know this, is, this was my question. This is what I was looking for. How, did he read my mind? What's going on here? Or maybe a third part of it was Jesus, I've been a Pharisee for a long time. I know the scriptures. I know all this stuff. How can this be? You're, you're adding to everything I've ever known. This, this, is, this is totally opposite than anything I've ever been trained on or ever learned before. But Just note that the statements that Jesus made would have been radically different to everything or anything he had ever thought before. I guess Jesus reemphasizes, Nicodemus, it's not about your behavior. It's not about obeying the law. It's not about trying to be good. It's about a rebirth by the Spirit. Remember, he talked about the flesh and then of the Spirit. He's telling Nicodemus, no matter who you are, As a Jewish Pharisee trying to be a good person, or no matter what you've done, trying to follow the law, offering sacrifices, none of that's good enough. And then this is the part where I personally believe that what Jesus said blew Nicodemus away. Note here, remember, I said Nicodemus was a Pharisee, he knew the scriptures, he was a very smart man, So Jesus didn't take the time to tell him a story. He didn't take the time to tell him a parable. He went straight to Nicodemus, and he used scripture that Nicodemus would have already known because he was a good Pharisee. And Jesus used it in a way, though, that I think really shocked him. He went to verse 13. He said, No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. I'm thinking at that point Jesus went, Nicodemus, the Son of Man descended from heaven. And then he quoted back in Numbers, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Nicodemus, that's me. That whosoever believes in him may have eternal life. So right then, Jesus was telling Nicodemus, hey, I'm not just a rabbi. I don't just do miracles I'm not just a good teacher, but I am God. He reminds him of the story in Numbers when the people, if you remember, the people were grumbling and they were complaining and God had sent down serpents to punish the people and there was nothing that the people could do on their own to save themselves except for look at the serpent being raised up on the pole. And just as Moses and the Israelites had to be, look at the snake to be lifted up and be healed, so now Jesus is saying, hey, if you want this eternal life or you want to enter the kingdom of God, what you've got to do is you've got to look at the Son of Man being lifted up and believe. You've got to have faith in me. And I'm trying to imagine what the conversation would have looked like. I don't think, I think Jesus had personality and um, I don't know what it looked like, but I could just see Jesus talking about raising up the serpent and then going, Nicodemus, you know the scripture, we're talking about raising up the son of man, that's me. You know, did he point to himself? Did he, did he pat his chest and he go, look, I descended from heaven, I'm the son of man, I'm gonna be lifted up one day. And then he went straight to the next verse and he said, for God so loved the world, including you, Nicodemus, that he gave his one and only son, that's me. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God didn't send his son or me into the world to condemn it, but in order that he might be saved through me or through him. Nicodemus, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Okay, so look, I have no idea how Nicodemus responded to it at that moment, and the scripture doesn't say. Was he angry? was like, well, "Hold on. This guy was a good teacher, and we're giving him credit, and now he's saying he's God? He's the son of God? This is so radical to anything I've ever believed before. I don't know what to do with this." Did he go back and read through the scriptures or what he had and and start looking at it at a as with a whole new lens like, "Hey, maybe this guy's maybe some of the stuff he's saying is was pointing to him all along." You know, this stuff in numbers maybe it makes sense. Did he just stay quiet? Was he scared? Could Jesus actually be right? Could everything I've ever thought was right now be totally wrong? I've been trying to earn favor with God. Maybe I'm wrong. What did he go say back to his other Pharisee friends? He said, man, this, you got, what is this guy saying? He, it's, it's so radically different. We really don't know. I will tell you that um, later on, In John, it talks about when after Jesus was uh, crucified and and his body was going to be buried. It does mention um, a man named Joseph of Arimathea. And it does mention Nicodemus, who met with Jesus at night, was there to help bury his body. So, I don't want to read too much into that, but I, I think there is something that he was a little more out in public then. But no matter... He was confronted with truth from Jesus, and I think it had to be a huge shift for him. I don't think their encounter in private was an accident, and I think Jesus knew exactly why Nicodemus came to meet with him and knew exactly what Nicodemus needed to hear in the moment. You know, in general, with kids, if you ask a small child, um, hey, are you a good person? They go, yeah, I'm a good person. Um, do you think Jesus would let you into heaven? They would go, yes, I think he would, and he loves me. Um, Honestly, kind of like what Nicodemus might say. They'd shake their head and say yes. But as you heard Christy this morning, and back in Blast, on a regular basis, we spend time with the kids sharing them what the Bible says. And that says that, listen, you might be a good person, whatever that means, but all people have sinned. And that sin, even the littlest, smallest thing, separates us from God because he is perfect. And anything that's not perfect separates you from God. But because he loves us so much, he created a way that would bring us back to him. And it's not by anything that we do or anything that we earn or being good or obeying laws. But it's that we believe in Jesus. He died on the cross for our sins. He was buried he arose and he ascended, he's back up in heaven. And by us believing in him, believing that that happened and having faith in him, that's what brings us back in a relationship with God. And that's really the definition of what being born again by the Spirit means. And that's what Jesus was telling Nicodemus. Now, as for the kids, so I say, what about you? It's the same message. Have you given any thought to this before? And are you like Nicodemus? Do you think in general, yeah, I've done a good job. I think I've tried to please God. I'm not quite sure that's good enough, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm a good person. Or maybe you're the total opposite. And you're going, I've done so many things. There's no way a God can love me. Matter of fact, you're on the opposite end. And you just think, God's done with me. Or quite honestly, maybe, maybe you haven't given much thought to it, and you're thinking, no, I have some questions to Jesus or to God, before I want to listen to him but the message what I'm sharing with you this morning is that it's the same you must be born again so let's fast forward a little bit what happened on Good Friday we know the story in the scriptures that Jesus was brought before the Jewish leadership he was turned over then to Pilate and then he was sent to be crucified And we know that people followed, and we know that people watched as the Son of Man was lifted up and crucified on a cross. And we know that many of the Pharisees and the leaders were there watching. So I told you we don't know what happened to Nicodemus, but have you ever thought about it before? Was he watching what happened on Thursday night? What was going through his mind when he saw Jesus being raised on the cross? Did he remember the scripture then? Did he remember his conversation? Is that when he believed? Was there a time when he was born again? Not by water, but by the Spirit. And I just try to picture with all, as Jesus was being crucified, and and all the people that are watching, as Jesus is being lifted up, is that what came back to Nicodemus' mind? I I know what he's doing here. I remember he told me, he told me one-on-one, this is what's going to happen. Did he believe? And so then I come back to you and go, but does that resonate with you? Because we know that Jesus fulfilled the scriptures and he fulfilled what he said to Nicodemus was going to happen. So we have the case that, lets, that explains that to us, that the Son of Man was lift, lifted up on the cross, he died for our sins, and three days later, later he was resurrected from the grave. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, no matter where you are on the spectrum of good and evil he gave us one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life i hope these words are stimulating something in you today <clears throat> you cannot earn good favor with god it's only by believing in jesus that you can come into a relationship with him. So if you've heard something today through the videos or through what Christy shared or what I share with you today that's resonating with you, I'm just going to ask you after the service to seek somebody out. There will be people up here. Or if you're um, a regular tender or a guest and you know people here in the body, seek somebody out and talk about this. And like I said, there'll be people up here in the end um, to pray with you and just listen to you and talk to you. But please don't hesitate, don't leave and go home and think about it. To believe or not to believe, that is the question, it is important.